What's up, family? This week, I'm excited to let you in on a very special edition series of Unleashed. And that special series is called BTS. This BTS takeover is bringing you behind the scenes and behind the success of some epic women in business. Hosted by myself and two of my favorite business babes, Natalie Ellis, CEO of Boss Babe, and Emily Gallagher, CEO of Conscious Boss. We created this series because we wanted to let you in on all the juicy conversations we were having behind the scenes with some extraordinary female entrepreneurs, giving you backstage access to the real real behind what we see on social media. We talk all things from business secrets to sex and relationships to health hacking and more, and we cannot wait to let you in on all of it. So let's jump right in. Hey, Natalie here. In this episode, we invite Sophie Sheesh to join the table for more behind the scenes conversations. Sophie is a psychologist and entrepreneur. She's a speaker, author, and founder of Shape House, an urban sweat lodge with locations around LA that allows you to sweat in a holistic way to improve your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual wellness. We talk about everything from how to balance the masculine and feminine energies as ambitious women, what it looks like being in relationships with partners who are also really driven and strong-minded, and what we really learn from that, as well as balancing motherhood with entrepreneurship and leaning into that philosophy of harmony. It gets real and honest as we navigate the conversations that we all really want to be having, but might not be comfortable doing so. So without giving any more away, let's just dive straight into this episode. So so you have left your chambers of book writing to be with us today. I did, my cave. I should yeah. put lipstick on and my lips went, what are you doing? <laughs> what's happening? What's happening right now? Yeah. So tell us about your book. Like, what, what's, what are you writing? Wow. What am I writing? Um, well, so I've personally lost 200 pounds. That's kind of the onset of the story. No big deal. No big wow. deal. Wow. I've lost yeah. two and a half. Two of you. (laughs) And so, you know, the book was a desire to think about the way we eat and the way we relate to our bodies a little bit differently. Like I kind of wanted to go at it creatively and and matching my personal story and how I went from being 350 pounds to not being that. Mm. And so it's kind of a journey and it's taking me me places I didn't realize we were going to go. But I'm following it and I'm liking and it's it's not an easy process writing a book. It's really not easy. No. Especially the, no edit, the editing part, right? Like the, the editing is the worst. Because I feel like I write like I'm like, you know, delivering a baby. It's like, okay, mm. done, you know? And, and then, then you have to raise like, the baby. You your know? baby <laughs> right here needs their eyebrow changed. Right. Exactly. Like, what? <laughs> I made that eyebrow. It's perfect. <laughs> what are you talking That's about? That's exactly right. That's exactly the experience. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you are so much more than losing 200 pounds. So what else is coming out for you in the book? You know, you're a successful founder of an amazing business. You are a powerhouse. You've delivered multiple TED Talks. You are so much more than that. So what else and is... And she's sassy as hell. Oh, I mean, you are about to experience the Sophie Sheesh experience. Yeah. She is I, I got a taste of her at one of M's events, and I was like, mm-hmm. I like her. I did the same thing There's with you. a lot of sass <laughs> like this girl, yes, too. Girl. That's why we're here again. Yeah. That's why we are we here like again. We like each other. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the things that you're experiencing through the writing process that maybe you didn't anticipate that's coming up for you? It's actually vulnerability more. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I've, as you described, I've done my life probably a bit in my masculine more mm-hmm. like I've done a lot and I've accomplished a lot yeah. and I've proven that I can do a lot yep. um, yeah. and now I'm, I'm um, coming back to more of a being with myself mm. and, and what's coming out of that is actually quieter and yet fierce yes. more it's like, mm-hmm. a, it's like a warrior energy yes. you know but not from a, 
Dwande. Dwande energy. Dwande and Fierce is like, get out of the room. Sarah <laughs> <laughs> is about to get real. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's been, it's been interesting to not, because in the past I, I kind of understood feminine to be drop my masculine, be less, more, like I actually mm. joke, sorry for the blondes in the room, but yeah. I joke like after I just took a workshop to tap into my feminine and I was joking that yeah. by Monday I'd be, you know, blonde and not very smart, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is so horrible. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. But, Stereotype. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it's like I, I've, I've kind of equated being feminine to um, not being, being space cadetty a little bit. Right. Not, you know, yeah. it's like actually in Floating. our thing, there were 44 women and every day, my keys this and my bag that and my things. Like people were losing everything. Right. And I was like, I, I, I was like, you know, so much estrogen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not that. I'm a very grounded, very mm-hmm. duande, you know, type yeah. of person. And so it, it was hard for me to visualize what embracing more of my feminine would look like. Yeah. 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 And so and someone recently, since you talked about running a company, you know, someone recently said, so I was I was sharing the struggle that when I'm with a man and I finish my day of being, you know, captain of the army and I do have 300 people on staff or whatever yeah. we have now and and I do a day of that yeah. and then I you know then it's I big, yeah. come home and I'm like oh like you mean right. can you, I fall apart you're now? supposed right. to lead me now <laughs> like, yeah. no actually not fall that's the thing it's like I wasn't falling yeah, apart yeah, I was more like more it. just more captain of industry yeah. you know because yeah. you got. And a friend of mine said, so I said it was difficult for me to switch from being so masculine or so not masculine, I guess masculine, just, you know, doing, drive. doing, doing, yeah, drive, yeah, exactly, yeah, very yeah. driven to not be. And he said, no, 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 you missed the whole thing. It's like you need to run your company from a feminine place. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? Right. Like, how do you, you know, how does do you accomplish like? anything? You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. But when you look at the qualities that are more in the feminine, which are receptivity and intuition and listening mm-hmm. and creativity, actually, and, and, and dance, you know, like all yeah. of that. It's like I've, I've really, I've shifted the way I run my company. So yeah. I don't have to, it's not a, you know, dramatic shift to get out of there. Right. Because now, you know, I, I feel like I'm less... I'm more myself both ways. In all areas. In all areas, exactly. Mm. So more integrated. It's more integrated. It's also more, it's more honest. You know, there's something about like, I I would push the feminine when I think, well, I better be feminine now. It's like, Mm. I think what's integrating is, is a genuine, um, sense of self like yeah, people would yeah, ask me yeah. you know like what do you actually feel right now and I'd be like I don't know it's like I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm too I'm, uh, because I was raised by very narcissistic people yeah. to mm. just dive drive in yeah, yeah of course right there that's where we are at and so you know narcissistic people train their surroundings to make them the most important thing and yeah. so as a child I grew up a little bit with like I don't know what I feel I feel like I need to do what I need to make this thing not right. go crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know so I did a lot of that and so eventually I became tune like I, I know how to solve a lot of things for mm-hmm. other people um but ultimately I kind of don't until recently because now I am <laughs> now. but there's there's something more um I'm allowing myself to actually feel what annoys me and like earlier I was yeah. with someone that did something annoying and I was like well that's annoying and I was like whoa <laughs> what just <laughs> happened <laughs> I like that what just happened <laughs> yeah I, and you know it's interesting I think the the women sitting here have all I mean, just mm-hmm. knowing both of you and knowing you and knowing myself, we've all kind of battled with that, right? Like yeah. we're we're badasses in our business. And I think for a long time, I made that mean like, oh, I'm more masculine in yeah. my yeah. business. Yeah. But actually the qualities that have made me the most successful are yes. the feminine ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the masculine ones too, right? Like when they yeah. work together, it's like fucking magic sauce, yes. right? Yes. But I do find in relationship, it's been challenging for me to like come home yes. and, and settle and yes. like be in a different space instead of like charge, charge, charge. Right. But also like how do I integrate both in my relationship? And that's been a journey for me. I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys think about that as well. Mm. 
That's a big journey for me. Um, and I used to, you know, be so in my masculine, pushing, pushing, pushing. It's probably why my testosterone is so high. <laughs> Working on that. Um, <laughs> but like really, really pushing. And, and it would show up so much in my relationship in that I was so alpha. Yeah. Mm. I was, you know... I would never back down from a fight or I'd come <laughs> home and I'd be, you know, okay, I've planned us this for the weekend. I'm taking control mm. of this and all of these different things. And about, I would say like just under a year ago, something switched to me and I kind of activated this, like what I call warrior goddess mode mm. where the the feminine in me is so fucking powerful and being able to tap into the creativity that I have in my feminine the the nourishment that I have there but also you know bringing in the drive the masculine and and that's what I think boss babe to me means Mm, it's the boss is masculine babe is feminine and and I don't think that I would have gotten here without all the feminine but I didn't tap into that Mm. and I'm definitely trying to do it more in my relationship too I used to think feminine like you were saying is like taking a bath when I feel stressed (laughs) or (laughs) you know wearing a dress just to feel more like feminine but it's make not. sure it's flowy though it's got to be i know flowy. it's got to be it's got to have flowers on right <laughs> yeah. but that's what i thought it was mm. and it's it's been like a big change in my relationship too to be able to like yeah. to be more vulnerable i mean the first time i ever got really vulnerable and cried to steven he just stopped and kind of looked at me and was like I don't know what's going on, but like, I like it. Like, and it's, and it's so rare for me to say like, I need you right now. And for Mm. me to do that, that's what I think is leaning more into my feminine of of knowing that I can lean on others and I don't have to be driving and pushing. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Anne? Yeah. I mean, I think it is that, I mean, circling back to around some of the things we were saying earlier about, you know, business being kind of a part of what we do, but not the whole piece. And I think that when we become, some certain person so that we can go to work and, and become this person. It's kind of like, then how do we switch out of that? Whereas, whereas it's like, how do I want to be in my life? And then how do I then create a business that supports me in staying in that space, you yeah. know? And I think as, as uh, you know, primarily most women are in naturally in their feminine, like uh, dominant and most men are masculinely dominant. It's not like all the time, but if you are naturally more of a feminine woman, then it feels more natural to be in that space. So I think finding, you know, finding situations where you can make sure that you are in that energy yeah. um, is really supportive and not having to switch in and out. And I think also, like, I made myself really wrong for 100%. being, like, in my masculine a lot. And I was told I was, in, you know, like, by people, like, you know, sometimes jokingly. And then you become, build this mentality of, like, oh, I'm so masculine and that's, that's wrong. wrong. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. it's wrong to be driven or it's wrong to be this. It's wrong to get things done and be, like, X, Y, and Z. And it's just, like, that's actually such a powerful a powerful trait to have to create and not making that even wrong, but finding yeah. a way that that really fits in with how you want to feel and how you can associate to that as well. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And we had this conversation in Jamaica. I'm in this like weird place of mm-hmm. like, even looking at the concept of masculine and feminine and going like, well, fuck you. Like <laughs> the whole concept has kind of like done us under as women, mm-hmm. I think. And as yeah. men, I think a lot of men are, are battling with like, oh, you're too feminine or you're t- mm. not masculine enough or you're the too label. masculine. And it's like another way for us to punish ourselves mm-hmm. and like put us on this scale of like, well, where do you fall? And now are you a good enough woman? And now are you a good yeah. enough man? And like after giving birth and doing it naturally at home, I'm like, Yo, all the stuff I thought was masculine is actually the most feminine in the world. Mm-hmm. And 
I didn't recognize how powerful the feminine was because same, I had these stories like, oh, feminine's weak and blah, blah, blah. And I was always more in my masculine and punished for it by every man I had ever dated. But then giving birth, I'm like, oh, those were actually my feminine qualities. Mm -hmm. It's like, and and that's why I think it's like it, it can go both ways, right? I yeah. think sometimes the the what we call masculine is actually really feminine, and mm. sometimes what we call feminine is masculine because I think it's all human, yeah. and like the humanness is is just about exploring that scale based mm. on what's alive for us and mm. being really honest about where we're at. Yeah, I like thinking about it as a polarity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the the way your batteries in your car wouldn't work if you didn't have you know one way that the energy is sent mm-hmm. is positive and the other one's negative. It's a similar thing. It's like yeah. if you take feminine very feminine energy and it's like too much of that it's like not much gets done if you're only in your feminine but when you partner it with whether it's a woman who's carrying it or a man who's carrying it as you were saying Uh, there's something though to to accepting that it is different though that has changed hugely for me because Mm -hmm. you know in my world and the philosophical people I tend to have conversations with it's like there's a lot of integration and we should all be one because we're all human right and certainly no judgment there, but it's like we're not, we're not questioning if a giraffe is the same thing as a zebra. It's right, like they're right. different it's things. Different. Right. Yeah. Men really do process information differently. 100%. We process, in, in, and we also we have different gifts. It's like when, when I yeah. tap it, like what I tapped into this weekend was, was, was a force that I've never, mm. because I was, you know, in Paris, there is a lot of um, <clears throat> energy that was used. You know, women are sexually objectified, not just yeah. in France, but particularly in France, I yeah. think. There is something a lot about the way you look is really pretty much all there is. And, mm-hmm. and, and I grew up with a lot of uh, not wanting to be that. I will be the opposite of that. And, and, right. and I lost something that's really beautiful, which yeah. is this incredible yearning for life and, yeah. and, and ache that I've also... I yeah. felt ache this weekend. Like, mm. I have not felt ache before. Mm. It was, just, And I've allowed myself to go there. And there were a few... Yeah. So I did this workshop this weekend, which was very yeah. much... That's why we're talking about the feminine yeah. masculine. Yeah. I, think. I wouldn't have brought it up otherwise. But um, it was beautiful to watch what a man does when... Or the, the masculine anchored in a, in a male body, I guess. When, when I was able to just relax and be in my own mm. pleasure almost. Or my own... Mm. Not pleasure sexually, but just the pleasure of being myself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. to watch this like melting of the difference mm. because we had acknowledged the difference. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like there's yeah. a union yeah. that comes yeah. from... You know, not not actually being the same thing, but being two different things that come together. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. For yeah, sure. and I feel like for I mean, I know for you and I, because we've had this conversation in the past, and you know, probably also all of us at this table. But I think again, you sort of alluded to it around the safety of like you grew up in a narcissistic family, you had to protect yourself, mm-hmm. and that's sort of you know, the feminine is more of the receiving, the softening, the the Opening. allowing. And yeah. when you didn't get necessarily get the opportunity to do that when you were growing up, then it's natural that, you know, the defenses would be a little higher and it would be a little more likely that we would have gone into that space to be, you know, slightly protective mm-hmm. of of ourselves, you know? Yeah. There's something, I guess I'm interested in creativity right now and kind of mm. the freedom of, of being, as you were saying earlier, Lex, it's like there's something about allowing all of it. Like there really is yeah. no need to be one more than the other, less than this right. or more than, yeah. it's like even as a partnership, I don't have a, an actual partner. I'm not in a relationship right now, but there's something really beautiful about saying, all right, you get the ball right now. And it's like, maybe you yeah. plan the day yeah, yeah. and then next Saturday I will. And it's like, and it becomes a choice and it becomes mm. a, a deliberate, uh, which is actually very masculine, <laughs> but it, it becomes kind of a, like a partnership to decide, mm, you know, who yeah. kind of takes the lead. And like who, a dance. Like a yeah. dance. Exactly yeah. like yeah. a dance. Actually. Yeah. And, and I love that because when, when we're dancing, 
living with life, we're actually truly present to what's here yes. and with mm. where we're at in this moment and yes. what we require in this yes. moment. And I think, you know, speaking to this whole conversation, the biggest aha for me was, can I actually honor what I'm feeling right yes. now and ask for what I need in this moment yes. or do what I want to do in this moment, Yes, depending on where I'm at, right? right? So it's like dancing with that energy and... Mm having a partner who's willing to do the dance with you. Because by the way, when you say I need something or I want something, the other one doesn't really have to do it. The, the other one can also be in their truth and be uh -huh. kind of like, right now, like, I don't want to go take a bath. And be the <laughs> one who's like, like well, you know, you, let's you do know. two separate baths. And then exactly. And, <laughs> exactly. And it becomes, yeah. it becomes we added to each other as opposed to yeah. mine took away from yours, you know, which is not ever an interesting yeah. dynamic. Mm. Yeah. So interesting. I, I do think there's a lot that we learn in relationship to other beings, especially our intimate partnerships. Mm -hmm. um, I know you two are both currently single. Is What are you learning? And I'll just like live vicariously through you for a moment because I'm in committed. We do it with you too. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> tell, tell me like what's been some of the juicy takeaways that you've gotten through just experiencing, you know, the opposite sex and exploring mm. partnership and dating and all of those things. Well, it's interesting because, thank you for asking that. It's really beautiful. I, until mm, two weeks ago, was very much into having one partner and finding the person. And then you have dinner with someone and it's like you're checking your boxes. Does he have that? Does he have that? Oh, he doesn't have that. Oh, you, you just <laughs> drank wine. I don't, you know. And, and be really um, so specific about what I'm looking for that um, I end up missing what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and so two weeks ago, um, inspired by a friend of mine who had this beautiful guidance for me, I thought, which is to be dating multiple people yeah and I, I I was polyamorous for a moment years ago um this is different this is not because polyamorous for me is more about being in multiple you know relationships but it integrates with one main relationship and in this case it's more I just have different relationships with different men and and mm. I do different things with you know different one of them and so <laughs> one really loves to dance but really doesn't like to talk business and this other one really loves to talk business but you know has two left feet and it's, it's, it's fine <laughs> like it doesn't have to be held yeah. by one person and sure. somehow even saying it I can hear that my my nervous system is a little bit like wow like mm. what, what where is that you mm. know really fitting it all yeah but it's fitting really well for me because that's how right. I do my life you know it's yeah. like I have you know I ride a Harley and that's there's my crew I ride my Harley with and then I raise my kid and then yeah. when I do that I do that and yeah run my company and dance, you know, I do ecstatic dancing, which is a whole different mm -hmm. beast. And it's like I, life truly is different facets. And, yeah. you know, if there is one that at some point I enjoy sharing all of those things, but mm. for now, I don't. <laughs> that's, it up. that's fun. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's juicy. Yeah. What about you? Well, Anne? Soph and I actually had a little sleepover the other night, which was really, really fun. We were deep diving. Love which you can do when you're single. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. I love yeah. adult sleepovers. <laughs> it was awesome. So um, and, you know, we were, we were kind of diving into this topic and just talking about our experiences and what comes up for us and things like that. Um, and actually, though, it was, you know, one of the conversations, um, you know, one of the things that we shared was, you know, like uh, a tendency to, in the past, uh, put guys on a pedestal. So, like, often I'll put a guy on a pedestal and, like, then sort of almost, like, devalue myself and what I bring to the table. And, like, yeah. I'm really stepping out of that and into this, like, ownership. And and really, you know, we've chatted about this in the past, yeah. too, around this, like, this not, not do you choose me, do I choose you? Like, and really, like, <laughs> yes. flipping the switch around, like, why would my filter be, am I good enough for you? Right. Why is it not, are you good enough for me? And not in a way that it's like I'm judging and, and whatever, but it's like that should be our context always when always. we're thinking about that. And, you know, a conversation that we had at South by Southwest was, you know, the tendency to be like, okay, like, you know, I know I'm looking to find my person, but yeah. it's like 
it doesn't mean that everybody that I meet has to be the person. And it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of fun that can be had along yeah. the way by like taking down this barrier or this filter of like, are you the person? Are you the person? Are you the person? <laughs> and actually like, I've really stepped into this like levity and this fun and this play of just like, oh, like kind of like what Sophie was saying, like, oh, maybe we're going to go and dance together and maybe you'll be the person I'll do this with. And yeah. just having that freedom and that, I think as well, that surrender and that trust around like, just go doing what feels good and not putting so many rules around it. Yeah, like, like it is what it is. Don't try and make it yeah. something that it's not even there yet. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's really just kind of added a lot more space and just freedom and fun into the whole into the whole thing because then it's not, again, it's not trying to get somewhere. Right. It's like this is fun right here. So it's not like there's no pressure of like, you know, I'm trying to create this outcome, which is you and me getting married or whatever. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is a fun thing. Let's go and do that. And it just makes the whole thing and it makes my entire context different. Yeah. You know? And it totally is, does. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like women, especially here in the States, it's almost like we've been trained to go, do you choose me? Yeah. Like, do right. you pick me? Because of all the freaking Disney movies or whatever you want right. to yeah, attribute it to. <laughs> it's like, you know, puppy, dog eyes. Mm. I'm like, I'll do everything that I need to do to be who you need to, me right. to be. So Turn that myself I'm like into a pretzel so the that perfect love me. woman. Like, yeah. come on, right? And, and I found myself doing that. And that was a conversation mm. we were having at South by is I noticed for so long it was like bending over backwards trying to be who I thought you yeah. needed me to be so mm. that I'm like, oh, wow, you're everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. Versus going, wait a second, like, I haven't actually selected you. Like, right. you just selected me and I just said yes. Like, yeah. what is that about? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so interesting because with Preston, my husband, like, he was the first guy that I actually, like, consciously chose mm -hmm. and said, like, you know, you court me. And I'm going to see if I choose you after a month of you consistently courting me. Mm. And like didn't kiss him. Didn't, like I made him work for it. And it was so great because I consciously chose him. And that choice has kept us together. Yeah. You know, like in the tough times when both of us wanted to walk away, it's like, but well, I chose him. And mm -hmm. I, I get to keep choosing mm. him. So that was just a really yeah. beautiful reminder for yeah. me. Like I get to choose so I can keep choosing in the yeah. future. Do you find yourself, since you are in a relationship, how long have you been with Preston? Six years. Do you find yourself having to, is it impairing your growth or is it completely feeding it? Like how, where does it sit? <laughs> no? No good? Girl, you guys want to watch the video for that like reaction. Crazy <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if you feel this way, Natalie, because she's, you've been with Stephen for how long? Two years. Two years. So it, I, from the get, Preston and I coming together because we're both so insanely like committed to our own work mm -hmm. and we've been that. And when we came together, it was like we couldn't fake the funk anymore. Like mm -hmm. we couldn't like just pretend like we were so enlightened because we had someone being like, um, mm -hmm. right there, you're right. not. <laughs> <laughs> that area like, right there. Right yeah. <laughs> you're going to want to look right there to the left a little bit. <laughs> it's like we legit are so, and we're so frank. Both of us are very frank and direct that we do not hold back. Like we don't hold punches. We say it like it is. And unfortunately we both have, fortunately we both have fiery personalities mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be explosive. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but in those explosions, we've both had to like really lean in. And because we're so committed to ourselves, we've leaned in and gone, okay, where's my work? Where's my edge? What am I not willing to see about myself mm -hmm. and my own wounding and my mm -hmm. own suffering parts of my personality that I'm trying to project onto my partner? Mm -hmm. And it's been such a powerful mirror for me that mm -hmm. I have grown exponentially in the last six years that I, I attribute most of my success as a human, but also as a mother, also as a businesswoman, to being in powerful partnership mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm fully in agreement with everything you said. Like getting married was the biggest kind of rocket ship into growth <laughs> yes. that I could ever have imagined. Yeah. Um and, and we're both the same. We're very direct. We 
of both of us coming together, we knew exactly what we wanted. So Stephen found me on a dating app and uh, hunted me down, DM me and was like, okay, like, let's go out. And from day one, he knew, okay, mm. this is this is who I'm going to be with. And it took me about three dates to kind of mm. choose the same thing. Yeah. And then once we kind of made that decision, that was it. And we were mm. like, okay, so it's, we're going to get married. Like that's happening. Like we got married after six months. Like it was very Damn. much like mm. we knew, we both just knew exactly what yeah. we wanted. Um, but with that directness and knowing what we want, we know exactly what we don't want to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's another side to that. Oh yeah. And, and so it's a lot of that. Yeah. Like yeah. the two of us being in, being so direct and so fiery that in that moment, it takes every inch of your body <laughs> not to snap and yeah. flip yeah. and just breathe and be like, oh, what is this teaching me? Yeah. Um, but do you snap? Sometimes. Yeah, I snap Sometimes, too. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how do you recover so when human. you snap? Perfect. <laughs> how, do you, how do you recover when you snap, either one of you? Oh, um, or, um, I mean, you've been in relationships. <laughs> I don't snap. I'm sure you've snapped perfect. before. She's perfect. Totally perfect. In She's my next relationship, obviously, I'm going to have none of these problems. It's going to be amazing. We'll float She's on clouds angel. the whole time. <laughs> um, so when I snap, I try and remove myself from the situation. Oh, interesting. Um, so if I snap, it normally looks like me, like raising my voice or um, slamming a door, like whatever it is, or saying things intentionally hurtful. And I catch myself as much as I can. And the best thing I can do is leave the situation. Mm, so yeah. I will go in a bedroom or I'll say I'm coming back and I will leave. And I, I try now to do it in a way of like, I'm not walking out on us or what we're doing. I'm walking out on this energy and I'm going to come back. And he does the same. He doesn't, he's not so much fiery. Like he's very calm, but inside he is. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. it, but he can still say hurtful things, but in a very calm way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we try and take a break and then come back. And we have, we, we have these conversations where we say, okay, can you sit in this space in respect yeah. and have a conversation and yeah, have an uncomfortable huge. conversation? And if the answer is yes, and we're both available for it, we'll sit and we'll have like a really difficult conversation. But I mean, I definitely snap like I, that's one of my edges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I snap too. I think if you're a human, you snap because like we all hit breaking points, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think we all do our best or at least we think we're doing our best, maybe even when we're not. <laughs> and we're like, you're doing a great job. Maybe not, but <laughs> <laughs> we think we are. And then when we feel like we're doing so much and putting our best foot forward and then someone's not appreciating us or they're mm. pointing out the things that we could be doing better, it's like, fuck. Like, Give me a break. Right, exactly. Mm. And I think that's been my edge is feeling like I'm going above and beyond whether I am or not. Who knows? But mm. In my own humble opinion, feeling like I'm doing <laughs> In my, my humble my opinion, best. I'm genius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing, In my humble opinion. Yeah. Doing all the things and like feeling like I'm, you know, stretching myself mm -hmm. to be a good mother and a good partner and a great businesswoman and all the things. And then finding out when my partner's not fully satisfied, it's like I, I take that personally because mm -hmm. I love living in excellence and doing my best, classic overachiever. <laughs> that truthfully, my hurt and my snap is like I'm frustrated with the fact that I haven't been able to like fix this mm -hmm. or make this better. And every time I snap, I, I take a moment as well. I take at least 10 minutes and just recalibrate my nervous system, breathe, go in a separate room. And I literally open up my phone. I'm sure I have so many notes in my phone where I just write notes on like, how am I responsible for this? How did I create this? Mm -hmm. What does my partner need right now? What do I need right now? What, what could I do that would bring more love into this situation when I go back in that room? Mm -hmm. And I literally, I used to write notes about how terrible he was. Like I used to go on my phone, I'm going to record all of your terribleness so I can play it back for you tomorrow. And then I recognize like, hmm, that's probably not really that's the probably most. probably not going to be helping our relationship <laughs> probably, much. Probably feels most, good though. Yeah, it feels really good yeah. to be in my victim right now. Um, but it's been so helpful to 
to like ha- call myself out, right? And and actually like write it down and see it. I'm such a visual person. Mm-hmm. And to see the words written in front of me, it's like, yep, subconsciously I know I need to do those things. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to be mad right now. I want to throw a temper tantrum right mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. of this. And then I try and get under what that's actually about. Mm-hmm. And it's usually when I'm feeling really stressed out and overworked mm-hmm. and like too much pressure from whatever is going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that that happens because mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll disagree and if I'm in a really good space I'll just be like all right I hear you babe and yeah. like I don't really agree with you but like I hear you and I love you and we'll just agree to disagree on that mm-hmm. it's like the difference between responding and reacting for sure yeah, yeah for like sure mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us in life like we're we're in reaction mode so much because we do have so much on mm-hmm. and and I know you've you've kind of taken a break from that essentially mm-hmm. where you've given yourself more space Mm. have you noticed a difference since you shifted your energy and your context in life with how you react versus respond yeah I think for sure I mean I I guess because there's yeah there's not really like a lot of I mean I'm not in relationships I'm not in that kind of that space every day um but I feel like you know anytime I'm asked how I am recently like I'm just like amazing so I've like my my context right now is very like elevated and like happy and so from that space, I'm, I definitely don't feel like I've been getting, like, triggered. I'm just, like, everything's kind of rolling off the back a little bit. You <laughs> it's know? easier when you don't have a partner. To yeah, well, exactly, yeah. I'm not living with a trigger. So, you know, right, it's right. like, but I think for sure, I mean, but, but, I'm, but I'm not in the trenches of, like, getting that tested. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even, like, like we just left this scenario at a maximum security prison a couple of right. days ago. And M in the car ride home, she's like, if any of my friends complain to me about any <laughs> bullshit, she's like, I'm just going to be like, are you in maximum security prison right now? <laughs> no. Can you do whatever you want to do? N- yes, you can. Yeah. You know what it's like? Stop it, complaining. Stop complaining. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it could no. be so much worse. And I think oh, yeah. we often get into, like, these really myopic viewpoints of, like, oh, everything's so terrible. But is it? Mm. Like, <laughs> we're breathing. We're alive. And so we magic. and we wish it in, right? Like yeah. I remember thinking, like when I was dating, also multiple people, and like it was, it felt great. But deep down, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be in a relationship with someone that is so ambitious and is mm. growth oriented the same way I did. So I called it in, and then I got it, and I was like, well, this is a bit of a hurricane, <laughs> right? <laughs> so in those crazy moments, I try and remember, like this, this is what is you what wanted. You wanted. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I feel when people are like, I really want a conscious partnership. I just want to be in a conscious couple. I'm like, are you sure? Right. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Our, our cameraman right now is like, no, you don't. Be careful what you He's wish like, for. That's a real thing. <laughs> because it's true. Yeah. Like uh, I say, a conscious partnership is just being more conscious of your own bullshit, right? And like actually like bringing that to the table, and then having the ability to see somebody mm. else's bullshit because you can see yours so well that mm. now you're calling each other on your bullshit. Mm. So there's like more turbulence it multiplies, to yeah. yeah. But but the growth is amazing. So you really got to be growth-minded, oriented to really go, you know what, I'm in this to grow. I'm in this to expand, to be mm. my fullest expression, and you're going to be my greatest teacher. Thank you, even though <laughs> I hate you right now. Right. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we've sort of spoken about this a little bit as well just around you know because there's that little bit of ego that like wants to be right and wants to like have the last word and like you know like small right (laughs) and it's it's (laughs) again see like that was one of the things again that I learned you know at the at the prison was just like around how quick we are to judge without really seeking to understand and I think that that when we snap and when we're making those harsh judgments and we're like reacting is when we're making those quick judgments and we're not taking into account why that person just did whatever it was that they did. And when we can actually put that space in between 
our assumption and our judgment and our reaction and actually first try to go, okay, like, you know, we were with people that were murderers and yeah. people that had, had committed heinous crimes. Yeah. And all I saw was little boys Same. and boys that had, had tragic things occur to them. And yeah. we saw that through the many exercises. And, you know, the level of understanding and empathy and compassion that was created through that experience really taught me just... That's happening all over our lives. You know, everybody <laughs> has so much trauma and so many things that have happened. And what would it look like for us to put that space in between that where we just sometimes want to be right and want to point the finger and want to blame and actually go, okay, like how could I really seek to understand why you're having this reaction or why you're thinking this or why you're needing this from me? And then, you know, it's like it takes that, um, you know, I used to say like the person with the highest consciousness has the highest responsibility, right? Yeah. So it's like if you know better then in that you moment, better. it's kind of on your shoulders to try to do better in that situation and yeah. like actually come with more empathy and come with more understanding to meet them there, um, and I, which is I, not always easy. I love this, but I also want to point out that yeah. that same process gets to happen with ourselves, right? right? So like when we're judging ourselves yeah. and we're looking at like all right. the ways in which we're not whatever, fill right. in the blank, whatever yeah. stories we have, we get to really go back and go like, where did this start? Like mm, yeah. where's the little girl or the little boy who just wants... Yeah. Love, who just wants to feel human and mm. accepted and embraced. Mm. And that that is true compassion. And it yeah. starts with compassion for the self so that we can then yeah. have that and feel that for others. Yeah. I love what you said earlier when you spoke of nervous system, because mm -hmm. I'm discovering that it, it's not my will. It's not even my right. desire. Like sometimes it literally truly is my nervous system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. the same way I can't just like pick up now and go, you know, climb Everest or whatever. Right. Like my lung capacity couldn't do yeah. it. Like yeah. It would be something yep. to like, right now you cannot breathe anymore. You're, yeah. you're yeah. going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and I find myself... You're not trained so, for this. You're yeah. not trained. And it's yeah. like, we. if anything, I personally, I can speak for myself, but it's like I've trained myself to do mm. the opposite, not, mm. not the climbing of Everest, but just, you know, in relationship, <laughs> I, I, I shut down when something hurts as yeah. opposed to, you know, yeah. like the heart kind of always yeah. re-expands after shutting down, it, it reopens and sometimes yeah. I'm able to do it and sometimes not. And But I do mm. think that looking at it from a physiological perspective yeah. is interesting because it's one more way that we beat ourselves up. I should have been more loving. It's right. like, no, your body right. was really scared and you were like yeah. in a fight and flight thing. Yeah. And it's like, you really cannot yeah. in that moment do better. You, you, can, you can breathe and you can be aware of your breathing. You can do that. You can always do that. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, it's like uh, to be kind to ourselves that sometimes mm. we really physiologically cannot really. And so to find partners, which in my multiple partners, <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, of them girl. probably, but th there's something about, you know, be being in the presence of someone who can, who can be with you, mm. giving you the benefit of the doubt, you know, yeah. not assume that what you're doing is to hurt, not assume yes. that it's mm. to, to be wrong, you know, none yeah. of that. It's, it's really because that's the only way I can handle it right now. And yeah. there was one thing when you said earlier that you walk out of the room, I was smiling because a friend of mine who works, John Gray, you probably know him, the mm -hmm. Venus, you know, mm -hmm. and, and Mars conversation. He says that when a man walks out of the room, let him walk out of the room. But when a woman walks out of the room, it's smart to go after her because right. that provides the safety and that yeah, provides, yeah. you know, and put and can potentially, you know, bring us back into something more vulnerable. Mm. When if a man walks out, I mean, I don't know, maybe we can ask the man in the room. <laughs> but it's like I, I, I've, I've really, wow, when I heard that, it was like looking back at all my relationships and all these mm. moments, like I was like, no, I want to talk now. Right. And it's yeah. like, no, I really back need a here. break. Yeah. And it's like, no, now. And it's like all of a sudden like, he's yelling at me. Why are you yelling? Because I told you I had to go yeah. take care of myself. But that goes back to the, the physiological and biological response. Like there's yes. so much science behind this now yes. that in relationship, we're actually like enmeshed. Our nervous systems are enmeshed. So let's yeah. say you and I are in partnership. Yes. If I'm feeling a certain way, it's causing a reaction yes. in you because yes. I am representative of your safety. Yes. And so we really get to honor each other's nervous systems in yeah. that process. And for instance, this, what you're bringing up is so my early 
early relationship with Preston. Yes. Whenever we used to fight, he's, a, he's you know, fight, flight or freeze, he's flight. Yep. Like, he's like, I'm out. Screw this, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like fight and appease, like I'm in, right? Like, let's go. How do we fix this? How do we yeah. talk about this? What can so we do? So he'd walk away. So he'd walk away and I'm like, ah, all my abandonment yeah. shit would come up yeah. and it's like, yeah. where are you going? But we had to have that conversation and yeah. actually go, okay, in those moments, I get that he is like full flooded. Like yes. he can't see clear. Nope. Yeah. And if I'm trying to speak to him in that space, <laughs> I am wasting every ounce of yeah. my energy and my <laughs> words and everything. So I had to go, ah, oh, okay, him leaving is not representative of me not being good enough or yes. him not mm. wanting to fix this. This is actually him wanting to maintain the sanctity of our relationship. Mm. If anything, and take care of you. That's yeah. it. Exactly. And, and I had to have that conversation openly with him and create mm. an agreement around that so that the little girl in me that has a fear of being abandoned and left could feel safe when he left. Mm-hmm. And so now it's literally like if he needs to leave, he goes, okay, I need to take a break. I love you. We're going to fix this and we're going to work on this. I just need but, to refill the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not right now. And I say, okay. Like, because the agreement yeah. was, I just need to be reassured in that moment before he left. And yeah. then, That's beautiful. And then I actually recognized that I needed the break too. So that's right. where like I now take my time away and like breathe in and mm. do all of that. So it's really powerful to have these conversations with your partners to understand like what do each of your wounds need? Mm-hmm. And it's not that we're like, you know, petting the wounds, but we're taking care of our people. If we mm-hmm. love them and we love mm. our partners just like you would a child if you recognize their yeah. hurt. How can you honor their hurt but also maintain your own dignity and identity mm. in that moment? Mm. So it's like so gray and so complicated and so juicy. <laughs> I love relationships. We, ca- we came up with the thing with my ex. I was with him for seven years and we did we did well. I mean, you know, we, we did life. Yeah. <laughs> life yeah. did us. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. But we, did, we used to because we could see that sometimes we would fall into these wounds and we would both be five years old, you know, and yeah. you really mm. cannot do anything productive when you have yeah. two toddlers, you know, yeah. that are hungry, right. angry, screaming at each, screaming at each other. <laughs> but we came up with this really cute thing where I forget if it was, I think I was even and he was, um, uh, what is the opposite of even? Like odd. three? Odd. Odd. Yeah. He was odd, I was even. And so, you know, on the 3rd of April, you know, then it was him that had to be the adult and it was uh, me. That, uh, so if we kind of so locked sad. ourselves into that thing, that. it would be like, it's the 3rd, all right, I'm going to drop mine then, you know, <laughs> oh and, and, and take care of you, you know. I'm like, I'm going to take up this argument wow. with you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did kind of lead to a thing that was kind of funny. It was kind of like, okay, today is my day. All right, what, uh, what, yeah. grievance, <laughs> what grievance do I have? <laughs> That's right. kind of amazing though because it, it puts the responsibility on yes. on the day of the week. It's like yes. totally objective. Yes. Mm. And it's like no matter who because you're both in your shit at that moment. Exactly. Right? Like whenever we fight, we're both in our shit. Mm. But it's like, okay, well, today you get to be the responsible one. Yes. And you get to be the one that's going yes. to do the thing that we both know has to be done, but I don't feel like it today. Yes. But I have to do but it. But it's, it's my, my day. day. Oh, I love that. And you know what? <laughs> that was what was interesting too is I, I found that we we both trained our nervous system because yeah. we would be at this like thing. And it'd be like, you realize it's his day, or I realize it's my day, whatever. And it's like, we would be like, all right, well, it's like, I have to do this. And it's like, and then you kind of learn to actually do it. Actually, maybe when people ask me why we broke up, because we did have a really beautiful story, it happened that two or three times he didn't respect his day. Uh, Uh, Agreement was broken. An agreement was broken at a very core, that was like the one thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, I think that may have really broken my heart, actually. Yeah. Wow. Because that's your level of trust. That is was, knowing yeah. that on odd days. Knowing that, it would, knowing that that day, you know, and yeah. that I would allow myself to go there and be like, nope. It's like, <laughs> ouch. Oh, so yeah. I've got to be the responsible one today on your day. Okay. Even yeah. more resentment now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was really, it's, a, it's an interesting integrity kind of question, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, integrity and safety and trust. 
I mean, I think as well, like, I mean, I've had this, not obviously in an intimate relationship recently, but like with a very close friend of ours and we, you know, trigger each other a lot. Like, I guess similar to the ways he would like in a relationship and we've had to come up against like each other's wounds and then also communicating. Like, I just remember recently and just like really not wanting to back down. Like I was so right. And I was like, what you did was so wrong. And like, I'm so pissed and like, fuck this, you know? And, and then just having to stay in and stay and even though like, Many times in that conversation, I was just like, we are not getting anywhere. Like, this is yeah. going nowhere. Yeah. And I'm so mad right now. And you're wrong, you know. And then just <laughs> like eventually, so right. <laughs> yeah, like softening and softening. And then yeah. like at the end of it going, okay, like, you know, what are like that uncovered new information, you know. And then it's like, so moving forward from here, what's our new commitments? Like, what is it that you need from me yeah. so that we don't run into this again? Like, what is it? How do we need to communicate? And what then do you choose that? Because you don't always have to no, choose what right. they need. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. like you get and if to you love them and it good. feels reasonable, then yeah. you you know you do what you can to make them feel loved and seen because we are all different and we and that's something as well. Like I think, you know, finding the people that are willing to give you what you need and also share love in a similar way. Like yeah. I know for me in a past relationship, like I I love words of affirmation, I love physical touch, I love like thoughtful things, and like from my previous relationship, that was just something that did not come naturally to him. Like yeah. it just didn't. And and like yes, like you can kind of people can be willing to learn and create that. But it's like, you know, now I look through this filter of like, okay, I know that about me. I know that's really important for me to feel loved, to feel appreciated. So <laughs> why not look for someone who naturally is that way? At like, least one of the guys. Right? <laughs> yeah, at least one of, one of you, please. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, in the rotation. Um, you know, but like even just having that awareness of like, what is it that I need? Because we yeah. are all wired so differently. And we, yeah. some things just come, like you said, the nervous system more naturally to others and that like however you feel nurtured making that an intention to try to find people that nurture in that same way and also know what nurtures them yeah Yeah. I remember in in my marriage actually which was before this previous relationship and one day there was something that kind of didn't work well and we we couldn't fix it and so we decided to go to therapy together and the guy was kind of like so when you're not feeling well what do you need and and, you know my ex was kind of like "Mm," like he didn't know he really didn't know and then said to him what what do you think she needs when she's not well and he was like "Mm." (laughs) and nobody really knew we didn't know what we needed when Mm, comes the time problems (laughs) no but I mean I think it's it's like a bit I mean I'm pretty sure if you I mean obviously this is a group of very conscious women you know but I'm pretty sure that if you ask a lot of people what does your person really need they wouldn't know I'm not sure that they would know about themselves either by the way Mm -hmm. 100% I think it's a pretty core you know, because if we don't know, like I'm not meaning to, you know, trip you. I'm I'm really trying, yeah, but I don't know. Best. I don't know that your thing is having a cup on the table, and then you feel good. You know, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I can't well, know though. And that's true. Like I I legit have this belief that keeps getting solidified that I think we're all kind of incompatible right. because we're all just so different, <laughs> and we empowering. all grow up <laughs> with like different realities and different parenting dynamics and yeah. different beliefs about the world and culture. So many things make us right. so different. Right. And like to be like, oh, I'm more compatible with that person mm. than that person almost seems like bullshit because right. it's like anybody you're in a relationship with, even if it's not romantic, you've got to figure out their world. Yes. Right? Mm. And even us, like <clears throat> I would say that our worlds are more similar. Yeah. Like we have yeah. a similar view of the world. Mm-hmm. We handle things in a similar way, but yeah. I still have to get to know your world in order right. to relate to you. Right. And so then it, it becomes less about compatibility and more about like, am I committed to right. understanding your world? Yeah. So but the other thing, know. sorry, no, 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 go. No, I was, 
You go. <laughs> well, I was, I was just, as you were talking, I was saying also, like, if you, t if you slice me in half right now and I slice you, you and we slice, you know, someone that's a different color and mm. a different height, whatever, it's like we would find more things that are similar right. sure. than not. And yeah. it's like somehow the way we, we operate may be, you know, a bit different. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like your heart is beating. Yeah, you're breathing. Human All right, yeah. good. So we're human. Great. We, we're we've human, got that. Right? We've, we've got, got that, that down. You know? <laughs> yeah. And also, also your it. intention. It's like yeah. if you're with a partner, you know, that has an intention of being more aware of uh, contributing something beautiful to the world or whatever, that mm -hmm. becomes more relevant than how do you, you know, take the toothpaste out of the tube? <laughs> the thing, I actually have a thing around toothpaste. <laughs> do you? I do. What is oh. it? It's just this weird, like, this weird thing, like, when somebody squeezes it from the top. Right. It's like, do that. you just wasted the whole bottom. <laughs> Mike's See, like, Mike, what? do That's you crazy. agree with me or do you think it's weird? You agree with me. Yeah. You two should it's share. Weird. That's a details thing. That's a detail person thing. Together. I'm just more <laughs> of like a jump on in and do it thing. Were you going to say something? I was just, I'm really keen to ask. We're talking so much about relationships, but both mm. of you have children. Yeah. And I would love to kind of ask, how did that change things for you? Because, <laughs> I mean... I have little brothers and sisters, and I have a puppy. Yeah. So I <laughs> it's know close. it's close. Her baby. Her baby. <laughs> the first thing is, I mean, you need that patience. And sometimes I'm like, whoa, am I even patient enough to be a parent? Like, there's all of these things, and and both of you are badass business women, mm. and you're also really leaning into all different relationships and everything. And then with the layer of children on top, like, how do you, like, how how do you navigate that, and what does it teach you? Well, mine is 24, so I'm kind of out of the woods. <laughs> she handles herself, and she lives in New York, so that's easy. Um, I mean, I know yours is much younger, yeah, and, and you're I'm more fresh. in the, you know, you're in the, the grid of it. Um, she taught me everything I know that interests me, because if nothing else, by the job of raising her, I really had to raise myself, and I know it's pretty words, and lots of people kind of have the concept, but really, truly, I would find myself in exchange with her, and I, w I remember once with being with her, she was maybe four. What, what is yours? A year. Uh, a year. Well, yeah. You have a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm like really in it. She was three <laughs> or four. And we went to the store and she really wanted to carry this bag, you know. And, and, you know, at that age, it's kind of like, okay, let's start to give her choices and feel like she has autonomy, you know. So, yes, you can carry the bag. Of course, she had the bag with the eggs and the milk and, you know. Not the best bag, but she really <laughs> wanted to carry that bag. And we walk out of the store, you know, and of course she drops the bag because she's little and she doesn't have that much strength. And right, so we yeah. get out and it's like, and all of a sudden there's this like crazy mess on the ground. Plus the fact that I have to go back in the store and buy eggs again and milk right. and all that. And I found myself and she was like, you know, petrified and kind of like waiting to see, you know, what mm, my reaction yeah. was going to be. And I remember pausing and being like, this is such a teaching moment. Like if I mm. can use it, this is so beautiful. And I sat on the ground and I said, can you see how the milk is mixing with the eggs and how river that is and how beautiful that huh. is and this whole thing? And I was like, what's the point? It's like she dropped right. the eggs. Like, what am I going to do? Like, resent her that now the eggs are on the right. ground? Right. <laughs> but what was really beautiful is when we went back to the store, she handed me the bag and she was like, maybe today you carry the bag. Oh, and I was that. like, all right. You know, it's yeah. like that's, that to me is much more interesting than like making my point. You know, what right. we were saying for adults, yeah. it's yeah. like, I don't want to, I didn't want to treat her, yeah. you know, like someone that I don't, mm -hmm. did, she, did she mean to drop the bag? You know, right. no. Did she insist on getting the yeah. bag? Yes. It's also, <laughs> But then somehow, yeah. how do we... Yeah. There's actually an exhibit. Sorry, I don't mean to. No. There's an exhibit that's going to start at the Hammer Museum in L.A. Yes. Did I tell you about the No, but, but a friend just sent this to me. The butterflies? Yes. So okay. Good. So it's basically they're trying to find ways, visual ways, to help children to, to d develop character and develop yeah. their own values by, by doing these exhibits, right? So like instead of doing like an Instagram, you know, pause next to the whatever, <laughs> this is more about, you know, letting the children. So one of the rooms, which I it's actually similar to this, there's screens everywhere around the room mm -hmm. in that particular one exhibit. And the children walk in and on the screen, 
screens, there are butterflies, bunches of butterflies, flying, flying, flying butterflies, millions of them. And when the kids, I don't know what technology they developed to do that, but when the kids are louder, the butterflies go away. Uh-huh. And so it takes very, very little time for them to realize that when they get quieter, the butterflies all come back. Yeah. And then one will be loud and the other ones be like, shh, do we have to bring the butterflies? You know? <laughs> consequences. And so, and it, but not consequences yeah. from a punishing place. No, no, no. You know? yeah. from a but just like when, whatever you do, you yeah. know, will have an effect. And Cause without an effect, it being, yeah. it was really, really beautiful. And then a friend of mine was telling that story to a friend of hers because I told her and the kid was there and heard, four-year-old, whatever. And then later on, they were walking around the city and there were butterflies. I don't know if you guys saw in yeah. Mexico, and yeah. the There's butterflies so everywhere in LA, yeah, right? So apparently the kid was like walking down the street and at some point the butterflies were fluttering and he kind of looked to his mom and he was like, shh, so I the butterflies it. don't go away. She, she, he didn't even see it. Mm. He just heard of the story of the butterflies. I love that. I love <laughs> that. Yeah, honestly, there's, there's so many things and I'm like just fresh in. I'm a year in, but I feel like I'm a totally changed human being. I, th- I think... Motherhood has been the absolute best thing that could have ever happened to me. I loved my life before. I thought I was pretty awesome before. But I feel like I am becoming more and more, I guess, closer to my my most authentic expression mm. because I have an example of what that is. And my son is so authentically himself and so <laughs> expressed. And there's no, like, domestication in him yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm loving seeing what that looks like. Because I feel like that's kind of been my journey that I've been really fiending for most of my life is like finding that original self. Mm. And he's so his original self. And so he continues to just show me and give me permission to to go back to that version mm. of me. And I'm learning patience. I'm learning my curiosity has been sparked in just such new and beautiful ways. And honestly, my heart has never experienced more joy mm. than I feel when I'm with him. I mean, you even know, she's right. like, he smiles at me and my whole self yep. just like so It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. so, it's, I sound ridiculous, but I, it's just the best. It's the and best. I feel like you've also like really widened out your perspectives around things. Like you've really made time for, you know, like you've always been super creative and driven and creating things, but now it's like you, in this last, at least in the last like six months, I feel like it's like you've really sort of softened into just like opening up and like experiencing new things and more things. And just there's like a more of a depth, I think, to like what you're yeah, experiencing. Well, because I feel like I've, I've almost got the opportunity to recreate myself within mm. this new identity, mm. right? Like the minute I gave birth, I'm like, whoa, I am you're literally else. a different yes. person. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like this rite of passage that happened for me. It's like I stepped over the threshold and now here I am. And who do I want to be in this mm-hmm. moment? And it felt really empowering to to get to decide and get to create mm-hmm. from this new perspective with with new love in my life and just I don't know, so many things. So yeah, to, to the question you asked about patience, which is I guess a lot of mothers I know, pre being mothers I know, like pregnant women, you know, they'll be like, well, I have the patience, and it's like, well, do you have the patience now? Like when something matters to you, and do you have it? And if you don't have it, can you build more? It's like, it's almost like we think when once this thing is put in our hands, we're not going to be ourselves. Mm. You are going to be kind. You're going to be smart. You're going to fuck up. You're going to, it's like everything (laughs) you do now, you do then. It's just, it's one more dynamic that, you know, is, but it's not like you're going to lose your personality or lose you in the process. Yeah. And and think about it too, because you're super patient with your business. And like, even like you said, hiring in another conversation we had, you said hiring one of your main people, you took time because you knew it was important to have the right person and that same thing is going to be critical you know when you have a child it's like those traits just kind of transfer Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. different ways earlier today you said every time I'm uncomfortable I win so yeah (laughs) I think you're gonna be good (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's just such an interesting conversation I know for me it's 
it's almost terrifying. It's this, oh, my oh God, God so okay, I'm stretched now already and there's so much going on. So like, what is it like when I, when well, when I even added a puppy into the mix, I was like, <laughs> what is this? So then what is it like when you add a child? Well, you into did the it, mix? right? Did you yeah. adjust? Did you let the puppy die of I didn't. thirst and hunger? She, she <laughs> even has maintained a plant that we all made at this I plant have. party and the plant is still alive. It's alive <laughs> and I have two more plants. I just want to give See? you credit for that. You get the plants, you get the puppy. Creating and supporting life. And One step at a time, layers. girl. Yeah, <laughs> keep adding the layers. I just think it's, yeah, it, it's something that I think about and I'm like, oh, like, I, okay, I, I think about how I need to make space for it and things won't be the same. And I'm so, in, whenever I'm around someone that has children, because it's something that I want in a few years time, like, how do you do this? And, and what about this? Because I'm so curious about, okay, how, how, I'm such a planner. I'm like, how do I plan to make this work? <laughs> you don't. Mm. You don't. Yeah. I was going to say, throw every plan you show to up. the wayside. <laughs> That's one thing, because I'm a planner too, and, and in, in, very untrue Virgo fashion. I read no books about pregnancy or childbirth. I didn't do spreadsheets. Yeah, like legit. I was just like, I'm going to trust my body and see how that goes. It knows. And and I was like, I am so smart in my body. My body knows what it's doing. And sure enough, like it also helped me not have all the other stories about pregnancy mm. and like what I'm supposed to feel at this time and at this week. And I just was like, well, here's what I'm experiencing right now. And it allowed me to be so present. And that philosophy has really helped even with my son. Like people are like, oh, have you read this parenting book about this particular age? Is he doing this? And I was like, my son is exactly where he needs to be as far as his development goes mm -hmm. because I can feel it. And like yeah. he's he's on track and he's perfect exactly where he is. And I'm not trying to force him into some standard that's written in a book. And honestly, like throwing plants to the wayside has been the biggest gift for me. And by the way, that's good, not just for kids. You know, right. to do life where you're really present and you're listening and you're responding, you yeah. know, all that stuff. And you'd work on yourself so that you're not depleted. Yeah. Like I remember when Leia, my daughter was maybe f again four, whatever it was, and she was like drumming in these pots. Like she took all the pots out of the closet and she was like drumming her head <laughs> off. And that. I was like, oh my God. And I sat with her and I'm drumming. So and good. Well, the next day I'm like having a shitty day. I don't know what happened. And I was stressed and I didn't sleep well. And at the time I was still eating sugar, which I now know is a major allergy for me. And so I was, you know, whatever it was the next day. And it's like, all of a sudden she's now banging and she's looking at me like, are we banging? And I was like, get the hell out of here. I don't want to bang. It's time to bang. This poor kid was like, wait, but we banged yesterday. <laughs> it was so fun yesterday, remember? And it's what it, to it. me, that's what it is. It's like, yeah. can I can mm. I be with myself in a loving space? And the whole timing out, I don't know if you time out, I apologize if you do, but it's like you time yourself out because yeah. honestly, mm. the kid is doing exactly what he was doing yesterday and yesterday was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If, if I'm yeah. responding not well or reacting actually in this case not well mm. I get to get out and I remember yeah. when she was little I'd say like okay you safe it's like yoga mats all right I'm gonna go and like take a minute yeah, because right yeah. now I, I really I don't like the way I'm being your mother so yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. shower my you know psyche yeah. so yeah. No, that's like so that. important. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like in life in general, we could all use a bit more of that, like really giving ourselves permission to be present and stop thinking that it's got to be a particular way. Because yeah. again, I think that's the punishment circling all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. When we have some like paradigm of what our life should look like or what we should be as women or how we should be showing up, it's like we're killing ourselves to try mm. and be this idea that truthfully I don't even think really exists because we're right. constantly changing moment moment to moment and we mm -hmm. just get to be present to what's alive for us in that in that time I'd yeah. love to use that moment and this what you just said it's like I really want to commit to being I mean I know how I show up for my friends and I know the famous you know like if you treated your friends like you treat yourself yeah. you'd be very alone yeah and it's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with that mm. part of the conversation. Yeah. I, I, I do my best. I know I do my best. I can always do better. Great. I'm done with the 
beating Crucif- yourself bullying. up. Crucifying, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. right now. Just done over. Hell yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm going to second that one. Yeah, I'm going to throw a thirds on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Natalie, you're right, on your right. own. You're paper pressuring <laughs> you to get ready to bully. You yeah. should be where we're at about yeah. not giving a fuck of where you should yeah. be. Yeah, <laughs> pressuring you into being something you're not in this moment. And if you're not, you should yeah. not judge yourself. Yeah, and it's so true, right? And it's I see this show up in in lots of different places but for me business especially like when I got into business I mean I was so oblivious to what I was like how I was meant to do things and I was just kind of locked in my room with me and my laptop and I grew my whole business without you know really much mentorship or coach or anything like that I didn't even know it existed yeah Mm. yeah and I survived yeah not only the way you'll survive motherhood yeah Yeah. (laughs) when you you thrive exactly I thrived I did it my way and I love I love when you said all of that because within us th- there's no right way to do anything right no, and 100%. whenever you know if i ever give anyone some advice i say listen this worked for me 100%. i mean yeah i don't know if it's going to work for you like we're all so different yeah. Yeah. and it's and it's nice to be able to accept that and you don't really always need the help of you know books or anyone else you just mm. need to do what's good for you and yeah. you know in, in this moment it might not be what everyone else would do but that's okay yeah, yeah. it's like taking everything that we say and it's like take what resonates and leave the rest like yeah. you're always going to know what's best for you you know yeah well and, and i think that's something that a lot of us get to really like let that land because yeah. i think we're in this age of seeking out the gurus and seeking yeah. out the people who can tell us how to live our best life and do all the <laughs> things and and there's so much beauty and insight to that and there are a lot of amazing people who have amazing inspirations and insights to support mm. us but truthfully the best guru we can ever come to is ourselves yeah. but i think most people that's like their last resort. It's like, well, I'll go mm. to you first. You tell me yeah. what to do. You tell me what to do. And then maybe I'll sit in silence mm. or sit and be with my own truth. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that a lot of us could use more of. Definitely. And I don't think there's anything wrong at all with like seeking the inspiration and the, and no. the support and the, you know, the ideas because yeah. that can spark things and inspire things. But then just still coming back to that place of trust, you know, because yeah. I think if we can cultivate an internal conversation and situation of just deep trust of self, like then we can, we always have an anchor point that we can navigate through things, you know, and just really that's that, that real core. I'm okay. I'm enough. I can trust that I can make the right decisions. I trust that I can survive this. I trust that I'll be a good mom. I trust that I'll, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, Then with, with that, you can do anything. You said Z. Yeah, Z. Instead of Z? Yeah. I say Z in French. You say Z? We say Z in French. I say Z. I'm the only one that technically says Z. Technically, you say Z. We've outnumbered the... Yeah, we've got a couple of other American (laughs) men at the table here, but we've outnumbered the Americans today with our multicultural status. International table. Right, I know. Without even planning it. I know. Right? It's so good. All right, so so final thoughts. I mean, we've kind of like covered a lot of ground here, which has been beautiful and so grateful for all of your insights and shares. Thank um, you for having us. Yeah. Mm. No, th- no, this is amazing. Like, love yeah. this collection of amazing women. Um, what are some, like, final thoughts that any of you want to leave with our listeners or viewers who might have tuned in? I was struck by um, when we were talking to not bring up this idea. We kind of did bring it up, but there's this really, this word I've been cherishing a lot lately, which is this really notion of self-love, which is mm. the very act of, and we, we mentioned, you know, what that looks like and we kind of tiptoed around it. But I feel like I've really, I've actually learned what that means. Mm. And I've, me- I've learned it through 
because I know how to love you and I know how to yeah. love you, yeah. you know, and I, I even know how to love someone I don't know. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't need, you know, I don't need to know much about you. Yeah. Um, and, and to really apply this incredibly beautiful ability to myself mm. has been just really softening and beautiful for me. So anyone who can just raise their level of self-love is mm. in a good place, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd love to just really quickly dissect this a little bit because I think I totally love and hear that and think that's so beautiful. And also I'd love to dissect even what self-love means to all of each of you guys because I think that self-love is one of those Instagrammable concepts right now that means many different things and a lot of the times it doesn't mean a lot and people are saying self-love and it's like, okay, what does it actually mean? Mm -hmm. Like what does self-love truly mean and feel like to each of you guys separately? Mm. Um, I think for me... uh, what I've come to know self-love as is um, acknowledging all the parts of myself that I'm getting to know Mm -hmm. um, and loving those parts, even Mm -hmm. if those parts aren't pretty, even if those parts aren't Instagrammable, (laughs) even if those parts scare me a little bit, Mm. um, really embracing all aspects of myself, um, the shadow, the light, the crazy, the parts that don't make sense, Mm. um, and really like welcoming all of her in, all of me in, and and hugging that and going mm. like yes mm. all, I, all is welcomed here yeah. and i see you and i appreciate you and i'm i'm excited to be your student because yeah. i do believe all those parts have something to teach me yeah yeah beautiful and so if it's yours the, the bully you want to i mean something? no i i spoke of it i as you were speaking i was also to me slow down yeah has a lot to do with that yeah. because yeah. it's really hard to be in a space of self-love when i'm just like mm-hmm. go, go, speed, go. Oh, yeah. you know and go and go and, and sometimes i hear myself talk and i'm smart and i'm listening and it's great <laughs> and it's like and, and my poor heart feels like i just you know <laughs> yeah. shot it you know yeah. <laughs> so slow down i think is kind of my yeah. i love that my way. i love that, that definitely resonates yeah same <laughs> <For> sure. <Nah. laughs> Uh, for me, I think it's it's similar. It's just honoring exactly who I am mm. and just having enough confidence in myself to, to say what I need and to yeah. execute on what I need um, and not being apologetic about it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that. I love that. What about, about you, you Anne? Uh, for me, I feel like it's, um, yeah, I mean, similar echoing, definitely echoing the slowing down. I think it's like an acknowledgement of, you know, what I need. Like if I need a rest, if I need to take a bath, if I need to see friends if I need to just turn off my phone like it's just really just acknowledging whatever it is that I need and knowing that in honoring that choice that that is the perfect thing for me to do like not having an expectation of myself to do something else or be something else in any moment and just allowing that to be like enough Mm, I love that so many like juicy little tidbits to take away there Mm. all that juice all that all that juice all that juice all that self-love all right we're throwing in Natalie for our amazing throw the clothes we couldn't end it on the yeah. Natalie's got Last the best one. clothes ever. I feel like I've been given the job of being the closer. You definitely have, yeah. We've closer. We've allocated okay. closing to Nat. Well, I just want to say a massive thank you for being here. Mm, this is thank you. This really has just been such an amazing conversation. And um, as always, I'm just so glad that we brought our full selves and talked yeah. about the, the places that we're at right now, not the places that we've mm. perhaps been. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. So yeah. for anyone listening, um, you know, please do share whatever your biggest takeaways been. Maybe something that you're going to take on board and action. Please tag us all and allow us to feel into that and, and stalk mm. you a little bit and share yeah. it. That would be amazing. But yes. yes, and thanks for sharing your time with us. Yeah, thanks for jumping on with us, team. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Bye.
All right. I hope you love this special edition episode of BTS. Make sure you share your biggest takeaway from this chat on social media and tag me at Alexi Panos so I can share you with our community and bring you more of this epic content. As always, thank you so much for listening and spending your time with me. I love you and I will see you on the next episode.